Why is she the dumb child? Because she looks black, black. Show me the good child. Why is she the good child? Because she looks lighter. There's much more footage of this study that I'm happy to share. But as a former teacher, I can tell you, this is an accurate depiction. This is why representation matters. So imagine the impact that has on a child growing up where you think that your complexion is a problem. You can be a woman of a different race. You can be a white woman and still have been put into a box by other people or a white man and have been put into a box by other people. So the reason that confidence restored is so important to me is because so many of us are walking around not fulfilling our full potential because we allow what other people say to put us in a box. We allow what the enemy, meaning the devil, says to put us in a box and keep us from fulfilling our call in life. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Confidence Restored podcast presented by CC America, also known as Confidence Centers of America and hosted by Tamaria Jordan. This is a show designed to help you build your confidence, increase your faith and get mentally fit to overcome any trials and tribulations you may encounter. Through personal testimonies of faith, inspiration, and transformation, Tamaria and guests seek to inspire and uplift you. This message is delivered by us, CCing you on lessons learned in hopes of encouraging you regardless of where you are in life. Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to a live taping of the Confidence Restored podcast. I am your host, Tamaria Jordan, and today we are talking about the case for confidence. And some people, if you're new here, you might be wondering, what is this show actually about? It is actually a show that was created to help individuals get mentally fit. And that means through testimonies of faith, inspiration, and transformation, both myself and guests hope to inspire and encourage you to walk in your true calling and not try to become a mirror of someone else, but to really be true to who you are and who God created you to be. So today's topic is near and dear to my heart. And I say that because it really gives you the background with regard to why I even started Confidence Restored and why this is more of a mission for me than just simply a mantra. And ironically this week, it was a reminder to me earlier in the week, my daughter made a comment we were getting dressed and I was doing her hair. And she said to me, mommy, my hair is ugly. And I looked at her and I was like, why would you say that? And she said that one of the kids at school told her that her hair was ugly and that it was different. So my child happens to be the only person of color in her daycare. And when I say person of color of a darker complexion is what I will say. And so she feels different in comparison to the other kids. And this isn't the first time that she came home talking about her skin complexion, that she has black skin and the other kids have white skin and things like that. But both me and her daycare provider, her father, we instill in her confidence as well as other family members, just letting her know that she's beautiful and that everyone is beautiful in God's kingdom, regardless of our complexion. But ironically, after she and I had this conversation, because I was encouraging her, like I always do, to love herself, that she's beautiful, that everyone in the world is beautiful, because we had a conversation recently about Barbie dolls, where she was looking at 
the darker Barbie doll and she made a comment that didn't really sit well with me, but I also understand why she might think the way that she does just because what she may see. Um, and then of course, being in a daycare where she doesn't see other kids necessarily that look like her. And so on TikTok, I noticed that there was a viral video and it was interesting because it was a teacher talking about how no other race has anyone necessarily pinpointed their complexion their natural features and to a degree weaponized it, so to speak. And so then he played a clip from Dr. Martin Luther King, where he talks about even the meaning of the word black compared to the word white, which we'll talk about a little bit later on. And just so that we're clear, this show isn't specifically about race, but I am starting out with that to really highlight the reason why I am so passionate about confidence restored and really being able to help instill confidence in individuals. Because when you look at me, I am a darker complected female. I am black. And so I know my personal experiences, all of us have a personal journey. And just because I have pride in who I am as a person, it doesn't mean that that negates anything that anyone else has. It doesn't mean because I say that I'm beautiful, that you're not. Because I say that I'm smart, that you're not. It doesn't negate anything about anyone else, but it is a sense of pride that I have started to instill in myself over the years and also due to some of the things that I heard. And let's be clear because the, the spirit of pride, Leviathan, that spirit is not a good thing necessarily. You have to maintain some sense of humility. But what I mean by having pride in who you are is knowing who you are, having confidence in what God says about you trusting in his word and what he says about us as our creator. So I wanted to make sure that that was clear. So I do want to play the clip from TikTok. I think it's really important for us to actually hear that message. So bear with me one moment. I am actually going to play the clip so that you can actually hear what was said. And just so that you all are clear in the moments where you may not hear anything, you'll notice uh, for anyone that's actually watching the podcast on our YouTube channel, you will actually see where the children are pointing to the images that are on a paper in front of them. So let me go ahead and add that to the stream. Dumb child. Dumb child. <laughs> okay, why is she the dumb child? Because she has black skin. Okay. Show me the bad child. Why is he the bad child? Because it's really dark. Show me the dumb child. Why is she the dumb child? Because she looks black, black. Show me the good child. Why is she the good child? Because she looks lighter. What skin color do you want? Do you remember which one you said? Yeah, that one. Which one? This one. Show me the ugly child. And why is she the ugly child? Show me the good-looking child. And why is she the good-looking child? Because she likes skinny. There's much more footage of this study that I'm happy to share. But as a former teacher, I can tell you, this is an accurate depiction. This is why representation matters. You see, for centuries, Black people were made to feel ugly, unintelligent, and inferior. Black pride is a rejection of that message. They are smart. They are beautiful, and they are every bit as deserving of success and happiness as white people. 
you'll notice in the responses to the question I posed in that video that nobody could explain why they are proud to be white without further exposing their racism or resorting to ethnicity. But European culture is not exclusive to white people because for centuries Europeans have come in every shade. You'll also notice that nobody mentioned their appearance in a serious manner because white people in America have never faced institutions regulating their natural physical features. Be proud of our heritage, as somebody said earlier tonight. We don't have anything to be ashamed of. Somebody told a lie one day. They couched it in language. They made everything black ugly and evil, look in your dictionary and see the synonyms of the word black. It's always something degrading and low and sinister. Look at the word white, it's always something pure, high and clean. But I want to get the language right tonight. I want to get the language so right that everybody here will cry out, Yes, I'm black. I'm proud of it. I'm black and beautiful. Black pride is a rejection of the message of white supremacy. What do you think that makes white pride? So you will see from that video clip, it is a little disturbing. Um to say the least, especially because in that video clip, you also see black children who say they want to be white or that also believe that black is ugly. And what I thought was really powerful is when I heard the clip from Dr. Martin Luther King and he talked about the meaning of the color black. And so I did a little bit of digging. And even when you look at color psychology and how they characterize black, I thought it was interesting that when you think about the association of the color, they note that the negative associations with the color black is that it's frightening. It conceals rather than illuminates cover of night, a perfect scenario for bad behavior. Um, it can be overwhelming and dull. Now there are some positive associations for black, but what's interesting is even on the positive side, one thing notes that it's unambiguous, definite, it's not easily misunderstood and it's designed, it's dramatic and helps create feelings of certainty. And this is with regard to just color psychology. Some other words that are positive connotations with black are power, drama, elegance, sophistication. It's authoritative, powerful, evokes strong emotions. But it's interesting that they said too much black can feel overwhelming. Whereas on the other side, when you think about the color white, symbolism of white focuses on purity. Um, it stands for everything good and right, exactly what Dr. Martin Luther King said. Um, symbolically, it's in opposition to black. White is a color of certainty, illumination, and insight. We associate it with knowledge and learning. So the color in and of itself um, projects according to sensational color uh, and their overview of color psychology, cleanliness, new beginnings, and purity. 
innocence, empowerment. Now, on the negative side, it just says it can feel distant, impersonal, cold. Um, But if you think about the way that the word black was described, it was more menacing. Whereas with white, it says if things are too white, it can be uncomfortable because it appears to be too perfect or too artificial. That is a stark contrast to the way in which the color black was described. And it noted, it talked about bad behavior, wrongdoing, and things of that nature, which isn't a surprise why oftentimes individuals of a darker complexion, so essentially our hue, our skin color, it has been weaponized. And the sad part about that is even growing up for me, oftentimes if someone would tell me that I was beautiful, it would be, I'm beautiful for a dark skinned girl. It was, it was very rare that people just said I was beautiful. At least when I was like in middle school and high school, specifically, they would remind me of the fact that I was darker and that I was beautiful in spite of being dark. Whereas other people were beautiful just because they were considered beautiful. So imagine the impact that has on a child growing up where you think that your complexion is a problem. And so I went back to Merriam-Webster to also look up the definition of Black. And of course, one of the definitions refers to Black people, but it also can mean dirty or soiled, the absence of light, the Indicative of condemnation or discredit. A very sad, uh, it can be very sad, gloomy, or calamitous, marked by the occurrence of disaster, hosti- uh, characterized by hostility or angry, distorted or darkened by anger. So when you think about these definitions, it's not a surprise that people have latched on to that to believe that any person who happens to fall in that category has some similar features. Even when you look at the news and the way that some people are characterized, it's the same way. And I can honestly say, even being in the workplace at times, if I am passionate about a topic, it has been easily twisted into you're angry or you're upset. Meanwhile, I could be a lot calmer than my colleagues who might actually be upset and yell or what have you, but they're always misunderstood. And so for me, it's interesting because I actually have lived that experience. So again, this is not to say or to put anyone against one another, but it's to simply highlight that we all have different experiences. And this unfortunately was my experience for quite some time and seeing things that made me question myself, my self-worth, And then to hear some of the same things coming from my three-year-old, it reminds me of why this work is so important. And even adults who have been characterized by the things that people have said about them, and this is regardless of race. You can be a woman of a different race. You can be a white woman and still have been put into a box by other people or a white man and have been put into a box by other people. So the reason that confidence restored is so important to me 
is because so many of us are walking around not fulfilling our full potential because we allow what other people say to put us in a box. We allow what the enemy, meaning the devil, says to put us in a box and keep us from fulfilling our call in life. So it's interesting because conversely, when I look up the definition of white from Merriam-Webster, one of the definitions is free from spot or blemish, not intended to cause harm, notably ardent, conservative or reactionary in political outlook in action. It's really interesting, again, when you look at just beyond the hue of our color, because that is one of the definitions. It talks about um, members of various population groups that are considered white. But again, none of the definitions in and of itself sound as menacing, as terrible as the color black. And so as an African-American woman, I know what I've seen. I know what I've lived through. So no one can reject that experience because it was my experience. So in the same way, I can't reject your experience because it is your experience. But I wish that individuals would be able to take a step back and say, you know what, just because I haven't been able to walk in those shoes, it doesn't mean that I can't empathize with that individual and kind of try to understand where they're coming from. It doesn't mean that you have to fully understand it because I get it. It may not be your experience, but I think what we're seeing in this country are a number of people that want to negate someone else's experience because they don't understand it. And what my hope is, is that we can actually take a step back and give people the same grace that we would want extended to us. And so then this takes me to the scriptures with regard to some of the things that I've had to remind myself over the years so that I would not fall into the trap of believing, unfortunately, what those poor kids believe about themselves and or what they've been taught to believe about others. Because no one is born racist. No one is born hating anyone else. Those are learned behaviors. We're not born learning to hate ourselves. And no matter how much we try to instill confidence in children, when they can't continue to hear a similar message, they may be they may be internalizing that message and believing it to be true, even though it very well is false and it's based on a limited perspective. So what I encourage individuals to do is to really just take a step back and consider how we talk to one another, the things that we say to individuals, the things that we believe, and then question, why do we believe that? Do we believe that because it's what someone else said? Or do we believe that because we truly believe in our heart of hearts, that is who we are? And so I looked up particular scriptures with regard to confidence. And one of them is Jeremiah 17, 17. And it says, but blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. So when I talk about the word confidence, I am specifically referring to not just self-esteem in yourself and believing that you're beautiful, believing that you're worthy. I am actually referring to confidence, aka faith or trust, um, being able to believe that you can achieve anything. Being able to believe in a higher power and knowing that if we maintain our faith, that we will be okay at the end of the day, that we can have faith, that we can be strong, that we can rely on the word of God, that we can have self-confidence, self-esteem, 
and trusting in who he made us to be, to be able to carry out this work on, on the earth. Um, because Jesus, when you think about what he had to do, he had to be confident in his calling. And some of us have been less confident in our calling. Why? Because we've allowed other people to speak over our lives, speak into our lives and tell us who we are. But just because that is their limited belief, and oftentimes people will project on you their own insecurities. And just because it's not something that's made for them, it doesn't mean that it's not something that's not made for you. Because in Psalm 139, 13, 14, and this is what, this is the scripture that I used to say to myself all the time. For you created my inmost being. You knit me in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Again, Psalm 139, 13, 14. And many, many years ago, I actually did a speech on this very particular topic because I did not always feel confident. Even in the workplace, I would not be where I am today if I listened to what other people told me. I would not have applied to the governor's school because a teacher told me that I shouldn't even apply. But what did I do? I applied anyway, and I graduated at the top of my class, valedictorian. But had I not done that, had I not had the belief in myself, I wouldn't have pushed forward. But what was interesting in is, is that even though I did not have the highest level of self-esteem then, what I did was I allowed my naysayers to be my motivation to push forward. To a degree, it was like, I'm going to prove you wrong. And then I continued on down that path of different things, like trying things. And I joked about it on the last podcast episode but I made the dance team my freshman year in college. So I thought. So I was told I made the dance team and I was so excited. I remember going out that weekend to get my knee pads and get my dance shoes because I was ready. I knew I had made the team. At least they had my name on the poster. They told me I made the team. They sent me the email. I thought it was good. I was all in until that first rehearsal, I show up. We're all sitting on the floor. They're telling us about what we can expect for the year. And then I am pulled aside to be told that I actually did not make the team and that it was a mistake. I was devastated. And then I thought to myself, there had to be something about me that made you think I had enough points to make the team when I didn't. Or maybe it was just simply an oversight. But for them to think I made the team and I didn't, I was like, okay, I had a choice. I could either help the team raise funds and still practice with them so I can audition the next year or I could get a job. I went out of that meeting. I didn't really know what I felt like doing at that time, but because I was so crushed and I was so hurt, but I said, okay, I have a choice. I'm at a crossroads. Either I go back and I sit there on the sidelines or I, I take a different path. For me, I chose a different path. I ended up getting two jobs. And those experiences and those skills I learned in those two jobs have helped me even up until now. But on top of that, I did not stop dancing. I just did it in a different way. I started participating in more fashion shows. And I started fashion shows like modeling back when I was a kid. I, my first fashion show, I think I was about seven years old. And it was a lot of fun. And I always remembered it. My second fashion show, I was denied for. I was told no. But then... Fast forward some years later in college, I was able to model some jewelry um, for a local jeweler. And then I started again modeling in college, all of which was my goal of increasing my self-esteem. What's interesting is 
I actually gravitated to the stage. So in elementary school, I was in plays. I was a cheerleader. High school, cheerleader, majorette, dance, acting, you name it. It was like I put myself in the spotlight even when I didn't feel confident. And the reason that I did that was psychologically in my mind, the same way that I let people beat me down, if I believed in myself enough to get on this stage, I would be able to turn it around. And fast forward to where I am now, being able to inspire the lives of others through service, dedication, and faith, which is my personal mantra. And no, I don't always get it right. Sometimes I still fall into that trap of feeling a certain type of way because of how I'm treated or what someone says. But let me encourage you today. You are enough. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Your purpose is worth it. You are worth it. No matter what anyone says or what anyone does to you, that is a reflection on them. You are not in control of their behaviors. You are only in control of your response. So remembering that with the next time someone does something to you, that is more of a reflection on them than it has ever been on you. And oftentimes we take on what other people do to us and we believe that it's something wrong with us, but it's not. It is not. It literally is. That is a choice that someone else made. And ironically, um, a family member told me to watch the movie Gaslight. And I finally watched it. But what was interesting is because of someone else's greed, they, well, I won't give away the whole story. All I'll say is I was about to, <laughs> I had to catch myself. Um, I would say, rec I would recommend it. It's in black and white, but it's a really good movie, but it shows how other people's personal decisions for whatever their reason for doing it is, they will do things. And then the person in the movie was making someone else feel like it was them. The whole time, they knew what they were doing psychologically to that person. Philippians 1 and 6 reminds us, being confident of this, aka having faith in this, that he who began a good work in you, you, I repeat, you will carry it on to the completion until the day of Jesus Christ. Philippians 4.13 when we think about confidence, for us to be able to walk around and say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. For some people, they're like, wait a minute, it might be off-putting because it's like, you need to be humble. And again, you should have a level of humility, but there is nothing wrong with standing firm and believing and declaring what the word says about you and about our lives and about what we can do. Because here's the thing, we'll believe a lot quick. We'll believe you're pretty for a dark-skinned girl, but someone else says you're beautiful and you question it. Potentially, God says you're beautiful. God says you're fearfully and wonderfully made and you question it, but that stops. And I mean, I'm talking to myself right now. That stops for me. That has stopped for me. I still have my moments, but I am a work in progress and that is why I do what I do. I have an opportunity now while my daughter is young to build confidence in her, to build self-esteem. And that is why representation matters, as that teacher said. And that was a Caucasian teacher that was speaking for anyone that is listening to the show and not actually seeing the visual on YouTube. But when you think about it, it's interesting how individuals may be able to receive a message differently depending on who's delivering it. But at the end of the day, regardless of our race, we are all people. We are all beautiful. 
And even in Ephesians 3 and 12, it talks about how we can approach God. It says in him and through faith in him, may we approach God with freedom and confidence. So thankfully, because Jesus died on the cross for our sins, we can approach our father with freedom and confidence. The ability to go and feel like, you know what? I, I can go to my father. I can talk to my father. I can tell him what's on my mind. And what's interesting, even in Hebrews, it talks about not throwing away our confidence in Hebrews 10, 35, 36. And that for me is now what confidence restored is. It says, do not throw away your confidence because it will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised, AKA your reward. Your reward is not anyone else's reward. And that's why we have to stop competing where we don't compare. And I made a, a message about this quite a while ago on TikTok. And I said, stop competing where you don't compare. It's okay. You don't belong there. You don't. You belong exactly where you are, where God has put you. Meaning don't stay necessarily where you are if you feel there's more that you can do. But what I mean is you are exactly where you are in terms of who you are. God made you an individual for a reason. There's a reason that he doesn't have all of us walking around, looking the same, being the same. And there's a lot of scriptures in the Bible that point to confidence in terms of what we say with confidence, what we believe with confidence, what we trust. So I hope that you are feeling encouraged and knowing that no matter what, no matter what comes your way, that on today and every day, you can believe in what God says about you. Because it also reminds us in 2 Timothy 1.7, God has not given us a spirit of fear. I often ask God to give me clarity regarding what he wants me to take away from certain scriptures and things of that nature. I encourage you to do the same. And I also encourage you to read the whole chapter. Don't just take my word for it. Read it and let the Holy Spirit minister to you. So know that I appreciate you all tuning in. I hope that this message resonated with you or it resonates with someone someone that is not believing in themselves, someone that believes in what other people say about them, the lies of the enemy, meaning the devil, the things that he whispers to you, the things he allows people to speak to you and over your life to where you start to believe the lies of the enemy. And it's easier to believe the lie than it is to believe the truth, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, that you are worthy. So please, Share this message because you never know who it can bless and you never know what people are going through. Just because they don't talk about it doesn't mean they may not be going through it. So encourage individuals, be someone that speaks life into someone else. Don't speak death over them. Don't speak words of destruction, words that will tear them down. Lift them up. Let's lift each other up because there is so much happening all around us. The news, it's a lot. It's overwhelming, but we have an opportunity today to lift up our brothers and sisters in Christ, to lift up other people and bring them to Christ. Because honestly, I know that's the only reason why I'm able to keep going. That's the only reason why I feel the way I feel, the way I am able to still shine a light in dark spaces. And I thank God for that. And I thank God for each of you. So thank you again for tuning in to the Confidence Restored podcast. Share this message rate this message. So give us a thumbs up or give us a five rating on 
Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to this show, because that helps us get this message out to more people and also leave us a comment. So on that note, I pray and hope that you have a wonderful week, that you will continue to be blessed. And as I always say, keep on keeping on. This episode of the CC America podcast is being sponsored by Confident Connotations, creating Christian apparel and accessories that promotes confidence, inspires life, and sparks conversation. Each design is carefully crafted, giving you an opportunity to share your faith. Visit confidentconnotations.com for more information. Thank you for tuning in to another live taping of the Confidence Restored podcast by CC America. We are grateful that you tune in week after week and join us for testimonies of faith, inspiration, and transformation. Please be sure to rate, comment, and subscribe, and let others know that you are listening to the Confidence Restored podcast. You can also now buy us a coffee to show appreciation at buymeacoffee.com forward slash CC America. Until next time, be blessed.